Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method, that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Don Sinkula, and today we have a very special guest, Carrie Thomas Omaro, who is a visionary, change maker, market disruptor, and is a launch alchemist and the innovative and forward thinking founder behind Celesta Digital. So they are a marketing firm that helps impact-driven entrepreneurs and CEOs build brands that are rooted in creating heart connection and attracting clients intuitively. And I am so excited to have you here today. Carrie and I met through mutual friend at an event, and I have been fangirling on all of her amazing branding and all the things that she's been doing on social media. So I am very excited to have you. Welcome to the show, Carrie. Oh my gosh. I like, girl, like I fangirl on you all the time. Like I fangirl on all the things. Like I'm like, I love her life. Like I love, like, you know, me and Vinny Vegas, like we have a heart, a heart connection. We like, do. Heather is there. And then it's funny, like, like good old Wincy is always like, I need to get my socials up like Vinny. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, I, um, I have a dog that I bought at, um, in a casino in Vegas and at this, at this event that Carrie and I both were at. And this dog is, uh, a, a white, uh, platinum Frenchie who now has his own Instagram, has all of his own um, social media following. He's got brand sponsorships. He's like, you know, living his best dog life. And Carrie has this amazing, cutest, cutest little dog that she has called Winston. And he also has his own little social thing going on. <laughs> so we've like connected dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, Winston, you see how active he is? All I get is you sleeping. Like, we need, we need more active activity. <laughs> Winston, you social game. I love it. I love it. Well, here's the thing. Carrie is, like, tell us a little bit about, like, what you do in, outside of being a, a wonderful dog mom. Tell me a little bit about what do what you what is your company all about how did you get started like let's just let's just start there and see what happens yeah so um what i do is i really help people launch their new their new and transitioning businesses so a lot of times when people come to me they're like carrie like i want to tap into this new market i have this new this idea and i don't know how to get there i'm trying to figure out how to put it under all the stuff that i do and for me I, my human design is a projector i see all the things so i'm like okay i see it like we're gonna throw this over here we'll add this over here let's create a launch plan let's 
build everything out and let's let's create you the momentum, the visibility so you can show up and you can share your impact and your message with the world. And they're always like, how did you do such a thing? Are you ma- uh, magic? And I'm like, it makes sense. It's all, I'm, and I always tell them, like, it's everything that you just told me. And they're like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's everything that you said. <laughs> did I say that? I know. I don't think I did that. Did I say that? Is that what? Right. So you have the ability to people's vision and what they're saying they want to do and transforming it into something that, like, I was just saying before we, we launched, like, I'm really good at marketing other people's stuff, but I'm really bad at marketing myself. And so you help, like, create that, right? Take the things there, put them out into the world to really, to really help amplify i guess if for nothing else their their message right yeah so a lot of times the people like one thing that's really important to me and this is a lot because of my background so i was adopted at um six months and i found that i was adopted when i was six years old it's crazy six six right and at that moment that i found out i was adopted I felt like I needed to like earn my spot and earn my place in my family. So literally I came to a place where I became a performer. I was like, what do you need me to do? How do I need to act? How should I show up to be the best? I need to be better than my brother. I don't care what I do. I just need to be better than him. Cause he, you birthed him. You didn't birth me. So I need to be better. <laughs> so like, it was so funny. Cause like me and him talk now and he was like, you, he was like, I feel like you were always the competition. I was like, I was. I was I was always in competition with you, even though you didn't know. I was always in competition. <laughs> but you didn't need to be, but of course, right? I didn't need to be, but it was like, I felt like, and then even when I came into my adulthood, I had this very much, I was like the people pleaser of people pleasers of like, because I wanted everybody to like me. I wanted everybody to love me because like, because that idea of like, oh my gosh, like I was adopted. That means somebody didn't want me. That what I learned later, that was not the case. But it's like, I was like, I need to make sure that people want me and people see me. And then there was like this internal discord that I had. I would say probably say about three, four years ago when I realized that the person that I was giving to the world and the person that I knew I was inside were not the same people. And then I I looked around and I was like, I really hate this life that I created for myself and the expectations that I put on myself. So like, I, I was like, I got to do better. I, I can't be this person. So that really was where like, for me, the shift changed it for what I say is going from being the performer to becoming the icon, because I knew that I needed to shift out of that phase and truly step into my true power and my true gifts. And a lot of times when I see a lot of entrepreneurs, they're so focused on what everybody else is doing in business or how, or how look at that successful person, look at that person. And the really the gift is the power of what you're already naturally good at. When you double down on that, magic happens. Yeah, and it's yeah. funny, I always tell people, like, I have a degree in humanist psychology, but a big part of my degree was because I needed everybody to like me. So I was like, I need to understand humans. I need to understand how they think, how they feel. Then I'm going to reverse engineer it to make sure I'm, I'm amazing. So I took all of that obsession. <laughs> the psychology of the psychologist, right? <laughs> like, one of those things where you're like, you are, you know, doctor myself right like it's it's one of those sort of situations okay so the psychology of the psychologist so so you 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 learned all these things 
for yourself, but they're translating out now into how you help your clients. Yeah. So what I help my clients with, so like our, my degree is in humanist psychology, which is very much based in like Carl Jung's theories and things like that, which is all about understanding archetypes and in, innate motivators and drivers. Mm. So I, t- I took that and I was like, if I can take those concepts and then bring that into my business, I can show people how they can truly be exactly who they are and double down on that. And then how they can actually attract the clients that they're, that are literally naturally waiting for them based off of them staying in their true selves. So that's what we do. And it's so cool because like, they'll be like, it's easy working with my clients now. I'm like, yeah, because they're exactly who you are. Like they're, they're like, your, they're literally your dream clients. And they're like, Oh man, I didn't even think of, I'm like, they're literally, they're your dream clients because they're, they're everything that you want somebody to ask for you is that's what they need from you. They're not, they don't want you to, they don't want you to change. They don't want you to be any more than exactly who you are, because that's a lot of times that's what they're lacking. And that's the thing that you have to realize is like, it's always say life is is made up of hills and valleys, but the people in your life are made up of hills and valleys as well. There's things that are going to be you're amazing and you're peaking at, and then there's stuff in your life that your valleys at. But the the difference is being able to find people that fill your valleys and you feel you create their peaks. So when y'all come together, it's like it's a connection. Like if think about wow. if people that you work with are peaks too. All you're doing is bumping heads because you're not serving each other way. So you're still in that same position. Is when you find somebody that feels that is where you can truly create that balance. Okay, and the mic just dropped. Boom, there we go. So we're done now with the call and that's all we need to know. So the rest of you just hire Terry and be done with it. So, but there's so much to unpack with what you just said, right? So the, the reality of that is that so many people try so hard to find the next best thing. Or as entrepreneurs, we all have this kind of shiny penny syndrome, right? We're always looking for the next thing or we're always looking at someone else's thing and, and trying to create a, a vision of or a purpose for ourselves that is really probably not a reality for us. It's probably not what people, you know, you're really being honest with yourself, not really truly what you want to be doing. Like you just said, you know, kind of finding your passion and purpose and recognizing like I didn't create this world um, to do this. So how do you work with your clients then when they come to you? So like, let's take me, for example, I come to you and I say, okay, I, 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 I want to do something different or I want to reach a new level of clients or I want to like, how does that translate into like, putting myself out into the world or my branding or things like that. Connect the dots for us on how that works. So a lot of times when people come to me, they come to me just like that, Carrie, I'm trying to figure out all these things. So a lot of times like I'll start asking them questions and from those questions, I type pretty much what their archetypes are. And then from those archetypes, I start just had like pulling some of those pieces about the archetypes and they're like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. yeah, I don't want to. I I don't want to do that because, like, hypothetically speaking, let's say you're an explorer, but you keep saying that you want to do this year-long program. Yeah. That's completely opposite of what you want to do, truly. But because you saw all these other people do year-long programs, you feel like you have to. Yeah. So you do this year-long program and you hate it. So let's yeah. actually start creating your containers and your offers that fit who you naturally are, so you can be able to serve at your highest level. And right. then from there. Let's look at the people that like, so two big questions I always say, I'm like, these are two biggest questions you need to ask yourself in business and in life is what is the impact that you want to make? 
And who are the people that you truly want to serve? And that idea is what is the impact that you want to make? It's the unselfish impact. Mm -hmm. So most people are entrepreneurs, they'll be like, I want to make 50 women become millionaires. And you'd be like, cool. But that's very selfish because that's not, that has nothing to do with those people. It's very much like, I want to be this person to do that for those people. Mm. The unselfish answer to that question, if it was the same situation, is I want to see 50 women become millionaires so they can be able to do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that has nothing to do with you. It's you being aided in the process for them to be able to do something. And the moment that you come to that unselfish impact that you want to make, a lot of times things get clearer for you because you realize if this is a true impact that I want to make and you connect yourself to that impact, you realize a lot of stuff that you're doing is not in alignment. Right. So so all of those shiny objects, and this is what I, I always say, I was like, when you ask those two big questions, you keep those shiny objects away because you're like, well, actually that I would love to do that, but that doesn't actually go with the impact. That actually distracts yeah. it. Yeah. So let me let me make sure I stick with that. And then it's like, okay, the people that I want to serve, who are they as humans? Not what are their demographics and things like that, but who are they as humans? And what are the things that they're truly struggling with inside? And that's not helping them become those millionaires. And why do you want to help those type of people? Yeah. So under those two things, then saying, okay, now that I understand that, how can I start creating connections with those people? And that's really where the archetypes come in because you're able to understand those innate innate motivators and fears of your people and then start having conversations at a heart level. So when you have those conversations at a heart level, what ends up happening is those subconscious connection points come in and they're like, how do they know? How do they, how do they know? Like my clients always say, how do you know that? Like, how did you know that's what I was feeling? And I'm like, because I understand you. And they're like, you do understand. And it's crazy because they're like, you do get me. I don't understand how you get. And it's like our first conversation. They're like, how do you get me? Yes. And you're like, it's magic. <laughs> you <know> my door. <laughs> it's magic. It's magic. Well, the thing about this and, and, and what you're saying, I think is so, so important because a lot of the people that listen to this podcast, you know, are product-based business owners or business owners who are wanting to make a product, sell it, get it out into the world. People who are wanting to make an impact themselves, right? And you're right. When you talk to people, a lot of times they'll say, well, I created this product because I needed it, or I'm creating a product because, you know, I, I couldn't find anything in the marketplace that did what I wanted it to do or what I needed it to do or things like that. But then when you look at their messaging or you look at their branding, none of that is in there, right? Or none of that is talked about. It's very much like, ooh, I was looking at this brand and now my colors are that color. Or, ooh, now I'm looking at this and I, I'm mimicking what they're doing. But the reality is if you had just said, hey, my kid had really bad eczema, I couldn't get anything to fix it. I created this product and now I'm selling gazillions of it. I hope it helps your kid too. Like, yeah, it makes sense because then it's like, you're 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 attaching and this is what the conversation we had with one of my friends yesterday was like people in their fear of visibility and one of the biggest reasons why people fear visibility is because they're not attached to their outcome and they're not attached to their impact the moment that you attach yourself to the impact that you're trying to make that unselfish impact you can't help but do the things that you want to do because your fear 
of being visible goes away because the impact of that unselfish rises up. Because you're like, well, dang, like, I know I want to do these for these women. I know I want to do these for these other parents because I, I struggle with my child. I got to I gotta do it. Right. Like, my, like I, I got to do it, but that's why I'm doing it. But you have to be able to look at that impact to understand that. And then from that, it's like, that's where those products come from. That's where those offers come out of because yeah. now you're, you're doing it with purpose and intention and not just throwing something out there because you're like, this is a fix. This is a quick fix because yes, those work. Yes, those make money, but they're not, it's not the long, it's not a long-term game. Yeah. I love that. I love that because it really is. I think you, you said a couple things that are really important because you do, a lot of people are very fearful of putting themselves out there, myself included to a certain degree, but like, you know, sometimes you don't want to say the wrong thing or you don't want people to think that, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. But if you're really leading with your purpose and you're leading with the impact of what you're trying to accomplish, you're right. It doesn't become nearly as scary or it doesn't become as tedious, right? Oh, now I got to get on social media. It becomes more of like, ooh, now I get to be on social media because I have something to say. Or even like what a lot of my clients do is like a lot of my clients, they're like, I hate video, but I do video because I know that that's how my people are able to digest information. Yeah. So my frustration and irritation with video will subside because I know that that's what's needed for my people to create the impact that I want to see for them. So how do you how do you figure that out? Like, how do you get to that point? Obviously, working with you is part of it, right? Like, just do that. But like, what are some tips or some ways that people can kind of like get back to their heart center vision or purpose? How do people sort of like you know, figure out what their true calling purpose really is with some of this stuff. So the first thing that I always tell people is go take the quiz. So I have a brand soul quiz where I, it breaks you up into four different um, brand souls, which is a conductor, a conductor, curator, architect, or a seeker. So that's going to give you that first foundation of understanding like how you process information and how you kind of look at life and look at things. And then from there, now that you have that understanding of that, then it's like, okay, now that I understand what my brand soul is, I understand that piece. Am I in alignment with that? So if you're if you're a hypothetically, let's say that you're a a seeker, you want to make sure that in your content and in the things that you're putting out, you're providing this expansive experience with everything that you do. You don't want to, you're not a person, you're not going to want to give people the answers. You want to give people the space to create the answers for themselves. But mm. you first have to understand that and really live in that moment. Yeah. And when you live in that moment and it's, it's so funny because and this is why like we kind of took away the brand part of the archetypes is because a lot of times when people think about brand archetypes they think about how they want to show up in the world so yeah. what we're seeing is a lot of people we work with a lot of pe some people that are in like the wellness space and things like that uh -huh. and most people in the wellness and energy space they most people would put them as magician brands and yeah. When I would see it, I'm like, no, you're not a magician brand because a magician brand very much is somebody that's going to, they're a, they're actively pushing people into action. You're mm -hmm. literally giving people the space to be able to make the action for themselves. So when you're, so like you're not even living in your right archetype. So we need to first understand that piece first so you can actually live in your right archetype. And the moment that they do that, they're like, oh. Yeah, like, why it wasn't connecting. You're like, it wasn't connecting, and I'm like, 
because right. like, because the visual piece is a different story. Like the visual piece, that's when you're asking, asking yourself what emotions, what experience do I want to create? That's the visual piece. But the first piece is understanding how do I process information? How What are my lenses when it comes to making decisions? That's that first piece because that's the piece that's going to play a lot in terms of your impact and your mission. Yeah. I love that. So figuring out your, so figuring out your, your, your archetype first, and we'll drop the link so everybody can go take the quiz. And then once you figure that out, it translates into how you present yourself online or how your brand presents itself, which turns into creating content, visual branding, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Exactly. Because like really what it, I always tell people, and this is why it's been really interesting in, in, me being in a branding space, I always tell people like the visual brand is like step four or five. There's right. so much more that we need to get together in the actual brand brand understanding piece before we can even get to that. So after you're able to understand who you are, and that's what that brand soul quiz actually does. It helps you understand who you are. Then you're like, well, so me, I'm an architect. So I'm a very high level thinker. I'm always a person that wants to create new and different things. Yeah. So if I'm putting myself in situation, putting myself in offers where I'm doing the same thing over and over every month, yeah. that's not going to be a good program for me. But guess what? That's exactly the that's exactly the business that I put myself into because I wasn't staying true to who I was. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing retainer work and every month we were doing the exact same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Right. And I'm like, I hate this. Right. <laughs> Something's wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why do I hate this? Because this is not me living in my, in my, in who I am. Yeah. This is me thinking that I needed to have this because this is what everybody says you need to have. You need to have a membership offer to have a successful business. All right, yeah. cool. I'm a membership offer. It'll be a retainer program. Got it. Check. But yeah. the moment that I did that, yes, we were making great money and I hated every minute of it. Right. Right. Because it's not just about the money; it's about the life, the, the the passion, the purpose. And and if anybody, if you've listened to this podcast before, you you totally like that is my jam. Like you have to be living your best life, doing what you love with passion and purpose. Otherwise, what are we doing it for, right? Because yeah. you, you can't take it with you. I'm telling you, you cannot take it with you. So living your true self and, and your passion and purpose. And then, and then translating that out into the world so that your product, your service, your offer, whatever it is, can actually help impact more people and make a bigger difference for them. That's really the goal, right? That's with all businesses, <laughs> regardless of what you're selling. That's the intent, right? Should exactly. Be. And then even with that, like now like diving deeper into like the archetypes and stuff, then like once you're able to understand who you are, you're then able to understand your natural clients. You're able to understand how they how they how they process information and how they understand things. So then when it comes to you actually creating your content and creating your offers, you're creating it to the people that's been waiting for you naturally to serve them. Right. So you're not trying to figure it out. Like you're like, oh man, what did what 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 kind of content do I need to create? How should I create this um this product? Or what should this product look like? Let's hit on their goals. So let's say your clients are conductors. You want to make sure your your product gives a very clear result. Right. So you know what your products, they want products that are result-based. So yep. they're not people that, they probably, like, yeah, they'll probably get candles, but they probably aren't thinking about candles as much. But they right. would, like, if there's something that's like, hey, like, this is my, um, 
relaxation method to yeah. with kiddos in it. They're like, oh, sign me up. That's exactly what I need. Check off. Relaxation. Right. Like, but it's all about understanding, same product, understanding how to package it that speaks to your clients at who they are. Oh, girl, that is good. I, and it's so, so, so hard. It's so hard. Like, but you make it sound so easy. You know what I mean? And that's what I love is like, you're just making this sound so easy. <laughs> Everybody should just, you know, and believe me, it's, it's not that easy, but you're making it so easy for everybody to understand. And so I love that piece of it. Now, let me ask you some other questions. What, what have been, so you've been doing this a long time. You, you've seen a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of businesses, lots of, you know, really great businesses, probably a lot of really not so great businesses. What would you say is one of the biggest mistakes that people are making when it comes to sort of this, you know, brand outward visionary type of thing. What are, what are some mistakes that you're seeing people make or what are, what are one of the, the biggest things that you're like, Oh my gosh, if they would just do this differently, it would make such a big difference. I think one of the biggest mistakes that most people make is they build a business for them. Mm. And then, so like, there's so many times where I'll see people and even in like my stuff, they'll be like, They'll come and they're like, okay, Carrie, like, I want you to help me my brand. So this is what I'm thinking. And they'll be like, so my favorite color is pink and pink and green. And I know I want to make sure I have that. Like, I really love sequins. And I'm like, okay, who's your people? Um, yeah, but my favorite color is all this stuff. <laughs> I'm like, and, I, and then I have to stop them. I'm like, hey, like, before we get into any of that, we need to first understand, for, like, like what's the what's the journey? What's the plan? What's the process? Who like yeah. who are your people? But so many people build their brands around them. Yeah. And it just like the people that actually they want that want their stuff, they get lost in it. Yeah. They're like, this doesn't speak to me. Like this, like, this is not who I am. Like, I don't see myself in this. And when it comes to building your brand and building your business, it's all about being able to create situations and experiences where people can see themselves in it. Like even down to work. And that's what I would say, especially with, with e-commerce, because like I, I spend quite a bit of time in this market as well is with your content, you want to make sure that people can find themselves in it. So product shocks are amazing. You want to have your product shots on your website, but when you go to your social media, those product shots don't do anything. Right. They do nothing. They help you not at all. They don't help you at all. Right. You want to make sure that you create that experience. So let's say you say sell candles. Cause I think I saw one of your people when we were looking at something that sells candles. Um, so let's say they're sell candles. Like you want to make sure that you get sh- like get your mock-ups where somebody's lighting the candle, and you're so they can see themselves psych like psychologically saying like, oh, that could be me lighting that candle. I love that. I love how that candle looks. Like I can feel myself smelling that smell. Like yeah. you want to make sure that experience is there because yeah. that's how you sell, especially now. Like yeah. before, I feel like what it's funny. I always tell people COVID sped up the track of people being more connected to brands and businesses and being more taking more of the logical selling out and more of the emotional selling came in because there was so it's like that shift happened so fast like realistically if COVID wouldn't happen we probably would have had more like five seven years left but COVID like speed tracked it because there were so many people online buying stuff and then they were like do I really need this is it like and then they're like oh 
that's for me right there. I can see me. So like that emotional piece came in because like, it's like, do I need this? Is it something that I need? And the way that somebody says that is when you can touch them at an emotional level. Yes, I need that. Of course I need that. Like that is like, I have to have that. How, how do you translate that? Like how, how do I think about that when I'm, you know, a brand right now? Yeah. So when it comes to emotional buying, there's four pieces that I like to say that you want to focus on. And it's funny, I call it how to create heart alignment. Because really the biggest piece of emotional buying is to be able to create a tether from your heart, your brand to the hearts of your clients. And the way to do that is the one thing I always say is, do you speak their language? Have you created a rally cry where they feel like you understand and then you see them, see them. Like, so the woman that you were talking, we were talking about the woman with eczema. Mm-hmm. And she's speaking on the fact that her child has eczema and that she spent all of this time trying to figure out what she could use and keep trying product after product after product and talking about that stuff and saying, I had to create this because I hated seeing my child scratching every day, creating yeah. um, scars on their on her on on his beautiful skin and things like that. And I created this because I want I didn't want that same pain to be the pain that other parents face. Yeah, that's the that's a rally cry. So because yep. another parent's like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> They're like, that's exactly it. My poor baby. I get the, I did the, the stupid that scar that we had yesterday. Like that. They is they're bringing him in that moment. Is that rally cry? It's like that flag that's planted in the sand. Yeah. So that's the piece. The next piece is, do you evoke the emotions? And what I mean by that is your colors, your fonts, your imagery, is that creating a connection? And the piece about that is when you're asking that self that question a while ago, what does the impact make? What are the people I want to serve? We want to look at what is the experience I want to create as well? What do I want people to, what do I want my people to feel like? So once we understand what we want our people to feel like, we ask ourselves what color spots and imagery creates that feelings and that experience. So, you know, like, if, like, I always tell people, and I see this so much in the online space, everybody uses both fonts, but then you'll read, they were like, this is a calming experience. And you're like, I don't feel calm with the font that's jumping out at me. <laughs> I don't feel calm. I feel stressed. Like, you just stress me out. So it's right. about understanding how those colors, those fonts, those imagery, what is it actually speaking is it speaking that message of that experience? And then the next piece is in your content. Are you creating tethers? So there's a, I call it a humanistic content strategy, is this five content well. So the first content well mm-hmm. is strategic content. So this is a content where you really talk about the problem or the thing that you're solving. This is where you get to shine your light the best. So if you're, if you have a product business, this is where you're going to talk about your product and why you created it. The next piece is going to be resourceful content. This is the same type of content, but the basis of this content is how can I create quick wins for my audience? So it could be quick wins on how to use that product, how to be able to make that, how to other things they can add to that product to make that product way better. Um, What experience, let's say you're selling candles. Maybe you want to talk about setting, creating a relaxation experience at home, make have your candle in there. They're like, oh, I got to get the candle because I, I got my steps on creating my relaxing experience. So it's giving those people those quick wins. The second piece is what I call heart content. That's where those rally cries come in. That's where you go live and you talk about your products and why you created it. All yeah. things you, that, that all things you face is another one. That's number four. That one is where 
you get to share your behind the scenes. You get to share your mission, your vision. Why? Like, what is your why? Like, like who are the people that you serve? This is where you get to start really talk. You can talk about this is where you get to talk about your journey, your stories, yeah. and then client yeah. experience. Yes, you want to have your testimonials, but really, this is where you want to start talking about the people. Who are the people that you're looking for in your products? Who are the, like? Because a lot of times people are like, is that product for me? That product's yeah. not for me. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. No, this is for you if. Yeah. I create this for you if. <laughs> like, throw it out there because sometimes people just don't know. So having those con- those, that humanistic content strategy embedded in your content, that's going to create those tethers because what it's going to do, it's going to like, so I'm like, I'm a nerd. A lot of people wouldn't think it, but I am. So I love, I love Merlin. Like I can watch Merlin, like especially the old Merlin. Like I yeah. like... <laughs> Oh, so I watched Merlin and like, <laughs> um, and then on Merlin, like, of course you have the round table. So I always say like these content wells are like the round table that like what he, like what King Arthur said is like every sword is strong on its own. Like every piece of content is strong on its own. But when each of those content pieces come together, it solidifies the titanium connection between you and your clients. Because yeah. what happens yeah. is they're able to see a full facet of who you are. They're not, you're not just saying buy my product, buy my product, buy my product. They're like, oh, they're giving me a quick win. Oh, that I didn't think about it that way. Oh my gosh. Like, they, they they understand my soul. Oh, like I love that story that they said. Oh, and they told me like they're giving you're giving that full facet. So then they're like, oh, I'm in. So then they're not just going to your pages just to buy or for one particular reason. They're going to your pages because they're like every time they put something out, it's hot. Right. It's always something. Trying to create is that, that hype and that that I need to listen or I need to buy or I need to see. Yeah, I don't want to miss out on something. Yes, and it's like. So like anybody who follows my page, like they see that humanistic content strategy come in because they're like, Carrie's always doing something. I don't, I don't want to miss out because it might be something that I miss and then I have to go back and all the things. So they just keep coming back and they'll, they'll watch and they'll save and things like that because we're showing that full facet. Yeah. So that's that, that's that next piece. And the last piece, and this is what luckily what a lot of you are doing is what I call creating a home. And creating yeah. a home is like your offers, your communities, your programs that you got these people so hyped. They're like, I'm in, sign me up. But a lot of people, they don't have the offers to, to like say, hey, now buy. Here's a place for you. <laughs> Come close. A lot of people, they just be like, they're like, I'm ready. I'm ready. And then they're like, oh, there's nothing. And then what happens, they'll go, they'll go to somebody else. Yeah. So it's like you want to be able to create those homes for people through your offers. And that is what, what I say are the four steps to really, truly create that heart alignment, those heart connections. Yeah. I love that. And I was, I was taking notes as she was talking to everybody, cause I, I was writing all of these down, but well, you know, like get, get yourself, you know, aligned with, like go find her, go like follow her stuff, take her quiz, do her thing, listen to all of whatever she has. She is wise beyond her years. And I think, you know, for me, so much of this is, um, you know, it's it's really about understanding yourself and understanding your client. It's a lot of psychology. And we've talked about that before. Marketing is really psychology. It really is. But you're talking about it in such a way that it, it makes it easy for people to understand. So I love this. This has been an amazing conversation. We could go on for hours and hours, you and I. I think we could, we could, we could, uh, <laughs> 
talk for, for multiple hours, but I want to be respectful of your time. But if people want to go and check you out, take this quiz, where can they find you online? Where can they go hunt you down? Tell us all the places to follow you. Yeah, so you can find you can find me on social media at brand new at Carrie underscore. Um, on my Instagram, you'll see a link that says SalasaDigital.co backslash Salasa links. On that page, it has everything. It has like to go to the quiz. It has like some of our lead magnets and our website, all the things, and you can come check it out. And then we also have what we a, a small magazine called the Shine Collective, where you can check out little Winston living his best life on the Winston Report. <laughs> Oh, that's making me need a Vinny, a Vinny report. Uh, okay, okay. All right, you guys. Well, Carrie, this was amazing. Thank you so much. We will do all the things in the show notes. But go check her out. Take her quiz. Follow her. Check out her cutie dog named Winston. And I so appreciate you coming on today and sharing your wisdom with us. It has no, been No, thank you so much. This was so amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Until next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.